Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So please stick around to the end of the show and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Hello, welcome everybody to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist. Oh my goodness, we've got a real mover and shaker here today. Every now and then, I have a guest who really just knocks my socks off in terms of who they are, the difference they're making in the world, and the work that they that they do. And that's 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 the case with Brittany Carter. I'm going to make sure I get the last name Barbe. Yes, Carter Barbe. I should have asked her that at the beginning, but I'll let her correct me because she's doing some amazing, amazing work in the corporate world with women. I'm just going to let her introduce herself. Hey, Brittany, how are you? Oh, Jerry, I am fabulous today. Thank you for allowing me to come on and just chat with you about everything that we're going to. And I'm Brittany Cantor Barb, but no oh, worries. Oh, I thought it was, come on, you know what? I need to get my prescription changed because your <laughs> name looks like Carter. That's an R, that's an N. Look at that. Oh, I see it. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> no worries. All Jared. right, Cantor. Yes. I tell everyone I've been called much worse than I should have. <laughs> so that's, but that's how it's pronounced. But uh, such a pleasure to be hanging out with you today. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Brittany, if you don't mind, at least I got the first thing right. If you don't mind, tell everybody who, what your company does and the kind of work you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the CEO and founder of Power, and so that's like power, but H-E-R, and I help women in corporate build careers that bring them joy, meaning, and more money than we ever thought possible, and I do that through executive coaching and consulting, keynote speaking, podcast hosting, workshops, in-person events, you name it, just like all the other service-based folks out there um, trying to bring as much value into the world so we can have a, you know equal representation amongst our Fortune 100s, our Fortune 5s, and make better decisions across the globe. Oh, that is wonderful. So let me ask you a question. When you look at your target audience, these corporate women, professionals, are they C-level, middle management? What, what, what level are they? Yeah, they're typically VP and above. And I do that very intentionally because being you know, in those roles and doing my own track you know, in corporate, what I noticed until we get the women that have quote unquote made it to the C-suite, to really buy into this whole concept of bringing other women with us, it actually does more damage to target lower level leadership for women in the workplace until we have inclusivity at the top. I got you. And what are some of the typical challenges or problems that you help them with? What are they bumping up against? Oh my gosh. Well, typically anything and everything under the sun um, for those of us as women, especially those that have families and they're trying to be everything to everyone. There are so many ways that manifest, but it all comes down to an underlying belief. And that is as a woman in society since birth, men and women are raised very differently, no matter where on the globe, 
that you are raised at. And so we carry a lot of these things that, you know, values we've adopted or been taught to adopt into the workplace. And predominantly most workplaces, because it was like that for decades, were built by men for men to succeed and not even malicious or trying to be exclusive. It's just everybody in the room shared the same values and had the same schedules. Most had a full-time partner running their life at home. So the schedules and what people did make sense. And that simply doesn't work uh, for all these new folks and more diverse folks that are coming into the C-suite. I like that. I like that. So what are they finding their situations to be? Are they still dealing with the uh, the biases on the part of others, like men, <laughs> about their capabilities? Or are people making foolish assumptions about their own uh, opportunities for advancement. What take us take us inside that room, if you could? Yeah, absolutely. I, but you know, may have a naive thought for the, some of those that are listening. I believe the majority of us do not um, even understand what is happening, nor is it intentional. Um, there are some out there, of course, but the challenge that most women have, and it's very subconscious for men and women is they end up taking on a lot of roles in corporate and don't have the same respect that men do of just having to be able to finish a sentence and not be interrupted or being asked to do work that doesn't produce revenue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is typically at the heart, you know, of why this is happening and what's causing it to happen. And it's causing just like so many other things we're dealing with in society it's being, you know, becoming a self-aware that, yeah, this is real. You may not be the person contributing to the problem, men and women, but it's up to all of us to start solving the problem. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, what, how do these women typically deal with that kind of hidden, I don't know, I don't want to use the word prejudice, that may sound too harsh, but they're dealing with these I, I'm going to call it unconscious bias. Let's let's use that term. How do they typically deal with that? Well, society teaches us to 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 grin and bear it okay. as women, okay. and that's typically even what I tried. Right? Mm -hmm. We go into these workplaces. You water down your authentic self. If you're someone like me, um, I do not fit very neatly into the box that society has put. You know, place. This is what a woman should be. I'm very assertive. I'm very loud. I'm very, you know, some would <laughs> even say arrogant. But the what discovered is by watering that down and not being my authentic self actually caused me a lot of defeat in corporate America. And so the, the main thing that we do is one, we really peel back that onion and ask ourselves the question, well, why are you filtering yourself? Yes. Why are you not letting what makes you different actually empower you and catapult not only your growth, but the growth of the organization? Mm -hmm. So tell everybody about your background. What's been your journey? Because uh, when I read about you, I was fascinated with the fast track you were on because you are an achiever. If you don't mind, share your, your story. Yeah, absolutely. So I started in corporate America very young. Mm -hmm. And like everyone else and what I just said, you know, my first few years and I did what I was conditioned to do. Mm -hmm. I was very much mimicking the people I saw at the top. So I was saying yes to every single initiative, mm -hmm. right? I was, you know, trying to, you know, take, you know, things and absolutely blow them out of the water without the resources uh -huh. and not trusting my gut. And to be perfectly transparent with you, Jerry, I legit had a mental nervous breakdown. Wow. 
Mm. It really did. And so I did like so many folks, I hired every Reiki healer, every (laughs) retreat, no matter what it is, I tried it. And what I discovered was the main reason behind all of that is I wasn't living my truth. Mm. I wasn't being my authentic self. And I was forcing myself daily to become someone I wasn't. And so I literally kind of made it a science experiment. I said, you know what, for the next five years, I am just going to go in and be whoever I am, like it or not. If I'm too much, it can go fine less. Yeah. And that was a big dart to throw. And what I discovered is in five years, I was able to 13x my own comp package and climb to a global organization as in the C-suite. Wow. What, what was your area of specialty? Uh, finance, marketing, accounting? Where, where, where were you? No. And that's what made it even more challenging. I was actually in people management and HR where you're not oh. supposed to be like that at all. Oh, interesting. Oh, boy. Yeah. Dig in the deep. Wow. Take me further into that one. Why is that? Yeah. Well, you know, typically and for many years, post-COVID has helped it a little bit, but HR doesn't produce revenue. Right there. And it's typically a female held role. Okay. And you're typically there to nurture and, you know, everybody sit in a circle and sing Kumbaya and everything's beautiful and there's no <laughs> conflict. Right. Or the people that you call to fire someone that you don't want on your team anymore. Mm. Um, so that was, you know, very much a challenge in itself. So not only did I have the gender stereotype to break, but also the, the stereotype around how that role serves in an organization. Mm-hmm. So when you look at corporate America, big picture, sea level for women, what would you say really bugs you the most? Are they getting bad advice, bad intel? Are they dealing with these challenges and biases the wrong way? Are they wasting time and money on certain activities? Or is it a mindset kind of thing? What what, what are your thoughts around all of that? Because what I love, one of the things I love about you is that you get them on that fast track like you did for yourself. But I'm just curious as to what, how do, how do you kind of view them in terms of, hey, if I could wave a magic wand, Jerry, this is what I would love to do in terms of helping these women out. It's a hundred percent mindset. Mm, okay. And that is, we can read all the how-to in the world. You know, I remember so many times in my career, I would sign up for, you know, the latest time management course or the seven habits to be effective or being a servant leader, right? I would read all this stuff and then try to fit into this box. But what I never, ever uncovered until that, you know, that breakdown in my eat, pray, love journey, whatever we want to call it, Mm. is that I'm like, wait a second, all of, I can take all of this how-to But until I address of why do I not feel I can be comfortable in my own skin and how I have been conditioned over many decades to be less, then Mm. I'm going to constantly look like I don't know what I'm doing, trying to implement someone else's theory. Now, you mentioned that a lot of them, let me say this differently, for yourself, one of the keys to your growth and success was, was being and living your authentic self. What do you see in corporate America that would define them not being their authentic self? Are they being too masculine, too aggressive, too arrogant? I mean, what are your thoughts around that? Well, the the behaviors, depending on who they come from, are rewarded or punished very differently, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on the person it's coming from. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so for myself, you know, as a white cisgender straight woman, I, if there was anyone that could fit into this boys club box, it was me, right? I'm very foul mouthed. I, you know, I say it well, like what it is, and that's just who I am. But for other women that may not, that's not who they are. A lot of times they are looked at as weak and even men experience this as well, just on a different level. Like if you're not the typical, you know, Fred Flintstone and be beating your hands on the desk or being really crude, right? That typically you're seen as weak. Mm. And what, and so what I notice is as long as we always tied it back to what's objective, mm. Right. If you can, you know, speak to the top three KPIs, the actual organization cares about, <laughs> like making money, yeah. you can let that authentic flag fly as high as you want, because you're tying it back to something objective and people, especially this day and age, if we want anything, we want authenticity. There you go. There you go. Boy, this is, this is good. This is good. Because I often wonder where are they? You know, or who do they turn to for guidance? And do they even recognize they have this problem or do they internalize it? You know, yeah, I mean, you, you wonder if, if you've made it to a certain level, especially at the C level, but then you start wondering, hey, can I become the CEO? Can I go any higher? I often wonder, who do they turn to? Do they have mentors? Do they have supporters? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what's, what's the typical scenario? Well, I think for women specifically, that's very challenging. Um, and that's the whole purpose and power and what I do. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason that it is so challenging is we are conditioned to not need mentorship. Okay. Which is amazing to me because men do not have that same bias. Okay. The majority of men that I've worked with and that have been, you know, opened up and told me their story and wanted to be an advocate. Uh, for women, it's, you know, typically like the work taking place on the golf course. Mm -hmm. That is a form of mentorship, right? Relying on your friends, talking to them that you've made alliances with at work. Mm -hmm. And because women are wearing so many hats, especially if they're mothers and everything else that they're doing, right? They don't even feel they have time for mentorship. And there is a very philosophical villain that they battle every day as gender shouldn't dictate success. And we all know this. But there are very, no, no matter how you look at it, or even if you're you man or woman and that, you know, cisgender, we're not even going into, you know, what, you know, identity on how we're seeing that today and all the research we have now, that can be extremely challenging. So the biggest thing is no one is doing it alone, mm -hmm. but we as women believe we have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. So let's uh, switch gears and talk about your company. Yeah. What exactly do you provide in terms of guidance, support, resources, wisdom to help these corporate C-level women? Yeah, well, we do in a, quite a few different ways, right? Our, our flagship, what we do is our coaching, and we do that one-to-one -one or we do it in group. Mm -hmm. um, the reason that we do you know, offer both is some people do not resonate in group settings, hmm. right? So typically the women that are in my one-to-one, -one, they're working directly with me. They're not working with any of the coaches on my team. And we are accelerating that, right? They're wanting to do that transformational hard work. And when literally every single person that comes in to the program, we sit down on our very first session and we map out what it is she really wants to do. Not what society tells her she should do, not what fits perfectly into her life as being a mother and a career woman, mm -hmm. not, you know, things that she's been conditioned, but what truly makes her heart sing. 
And we map all of that out and then we go find it. I love it. I love it. So do they pay for this themselves out of pocket or are you able to get HR to say, no, the company's got to pay for this? You know, it's funny. I ran those programs, right, for those 16 yeah. years. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, and I'm probably not going to make any friends to any previous HR folks listening, but I can say this because I was one. <laughs> you know, the, the problem with company funded, organizational and corporate funded coaching is we tell these coaches when they come in, this is exactly how I want you to make this person incredible for the company. Ooh. Hopefully that aligns well with who the person is. Mm. And so I do have some folks that do um, have company funded, but I'll tell you the most amazing results are those that are self-funded. Mm. It's a radically different dedication. And I will not accept like a corporation can't come to me and say, Hey, I want you to coach these 10 women, but you can't coach them on if they're not a good fit, how they can go somewhere else and crush it. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, I can't help you. There's plenty of coaches that can. Yeah. Good point. Because when the women have their own skin in the game, so to speak, it's a whole different experience for them because they want to really make sure they create value. And I like what you just said, because if, if it's company funded, they could just be showing up. But, but they're handcuffed in terms of exactly the do's and the don'ts and say this and not that and on and on and on. Boy, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. 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 All right. So uh, let me ask you this question. When it comes to doing the kind of work that you do, tell us about your target audience. Are you looking for these women in certain industries, manufacturing versus retail versus service-based versus, um, you know, uh, the, the hospitality or restaurant industry. Tell us about exactly who do you serve? Because there are people tuning in today who want to really see if you're someone that can help them. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that, Jerry, I know you have helped many people with, right? Like how far down do you niche and, and, and all of those things. Yeah. And, you know, what I discovered, because in my 16 years, I was your typical job hopper. I worked in a ton of different industries because I was piloting power the whole time. I just didn't realize it. Wow. And my struggles were the same. No matter if I was working in technology, working in healthcare, working in mobility, it was all the same struggle. And that's what even as humans brings us all together. Yeah. As much as we love to say, you know, technology folks only struggle with this and you wouldn't understand if you're not in this like, oh, come on. And so, you know, the our person that comes in and has the most incredible results are, you know, women in corporations, regardless of industry that are typically a vice president or above. Okay certain age range or you know it, it's crazy that to see this now and it's i know you know so many entrepreneurs listening to know that you like typically attracts like so a lot of folks that come in we're all very close in age okay. we're all very close in lifestyle i um, mean and typically these are women anywhere from 35 to really 55 gotcha gotcha okay okay now is there a particular client success story that you're most proud of that you'd like to share with with our audience Absolutely. I remember one of my very first clients, and this was whenever I was coaching very quietly, you know, because I was running a corporate job as well. And she came to me and she was your very typical people pleaser. Right. Hmm. And she chose me, which I'm like, are you sure? Like, have you listened to any of my stuff? Like, <laughs> And, you know, when early on in our work, we really started to dive down to what she really wanted to do. 
And at the same time, she just happened to be interviewing for a major job that she wanted Mm -hmm. and doing HR for as long as I did. Of course, I coach a lot of my clients on dollars too, when it comes to money, uh, because I have all those stats, I have the market data. And she said, you know, I want to go in and ask for X, Y, Z. And I said, I want you to really put a leap of trust on me. I want you to go in and I told her to ask for $80,000 more on base salary alone. Ooh, okay. And this was a huge risk, right? Because I didn't, you know, we were very new in our process and she went in and asked for it. They didn't even blink. They said, sure. So that alone, and it's really because I had seen this extending offers from 16 years of doing it, my VPs of talent doing it, right? Everybody's leaving so much money on the table. And what's the amazing part was, is I went through and reviewed all of those 16 years of data. And let's say I had roughly 3,000 job offers extended during that time. Mm. And it'd be really gracious and say 30% of those were to women. If you look at the stats of women in executive roles versus men, I only had nine women, Mm. nine single digits counter job offers that entire time. But the amazing part is I have never once in those 16 years or my team extended an offer to a man that didn't counter, even if it was entry level. Isn't that interesting? It was so fascinating. <laughs> so these women that you're working with are probably making what annual salary? What's the range? Typically, they're making at least 250 base all the way up to seven figures in total comp. Okay, gotcha. Good for you. Okay. And a Fortune 1000, How? what are their annual revenues, the companies? You know, it's crazy. It's all across the board. So many people believe like, you know, you get into these big organizations and they just pay more. You know, actually, yeah. the truth is that's not this, always the case. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, if, if people who are tuning in want to learn more about you and how to connect with you because they love what they're hearing, uh, are you on social media? Do you have a website? How can people connect with you? Absolutely. I'm on every single social media platform there is, right? As we all know, this day and age, that's the only way that you're building, getting your word out there. But, you know, just like where people are listening to the podcast today, add the powerhouse. So the powerhouse podcast we release every Monday too. And right with Jerry's episodes, have this one on your list as well. Nice, nice. And spell the power for them so they know. Sure. So it's the pow her p o w h e r house. Okay, I even had it wrong. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad I asked. Is there before we sign off? Is there any? Uh, is there is there anything else you want to say? One more thing to leave with our audience. Oh, I will tell you, Jerry, just because you know us speaking earlier, so many of your folks that are entrepreneurs are, and especially if they're newer. Mm -hmm. Right. I think one thing that I struggled with and many of us do is let's be really careful of not falling into the judgment trap. And what I mean by that is when you go out there and you see all these entrepreneurs that you think are crushing it, you know, they have the perfect presence. They're doing everything. I'll tell you one thing. And Jerry can probably tell you much better than I. They're just as terrified as you just make the leap. That's right. Just make the leap. I love it. And hey, if when you make that leap, it's okay. Because a net will appear. And that's a oh, and that's a mindset thing. People are like, I can't jump. I don't know. It's fine. You'll be okay. Oh, I love it. Jerry, it's been such a pleasure. You know, I don't, with what our brand is, as you can imagine, we don't typically guest or have guests on that are men. So that's very brave considering <laughs> what we do. But I love that because this is what we need. This is not, you know, a men versus women. This is a human, you know, problem that we're all dealing with. And that's how we can tr- make everything a better place. 
Well, listen, thank you for the difference you're making and your contribution to the community of sea level women who really, really will be blessed and benefit from what you do because the, the work you're doing is so exceptional. It's like being able to wave a magic wand and have some new possibilities show up for these women that's not limited by their past. And because what I, what I hear from a branding standpoint is that you're creating a future for them from the future, not from their past, not from their circumstances, not from whatever's happened or not happened. And that is part of your brand power. So I salute you for who you are. Oh, thank you so much, Jerry. Appreciate that. You're welcome. All right. So everybody, you know how to get a, get a hold of her. Just find her online. She's everywhere. She's awesome. And until next time, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Brandon Evangelist, signing off. Take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag brand leadership because i love seeing your posts i love guest suggestions that's how we all grow that's how we all connect and make it through this world which are through our relationships and our connections and lastly let me throw this in we are regularly putting out new episodes and content i'm always on the lookout for not only great guests but great content and so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. <laughs> so your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart, to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.